jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! Another week. Another week has passed. Just like that. Just like that. It's <laughs> like we were just here. It is, isn't it strange? <laughs> it's so strange. We um, survived. We survived the fan backlash over episode 31. Yeah, uh, I can't believe some of the emails we got from me about I know, it. I know. <laughs> Blacey Bl- Blonder was really railing on us. She's a bitch. Yeah, she is. She had a lot she had a lot of fucking crap to scream about about us and our opinions. Stay on topic. Don't you know how to do a podcast by now? Nobody cares about your toast feelings. <laughs> you're here to talk about a movie talk about the fucking movie i was like god (laughs) such language however nobody cares about your toast feelings is the perfect name for my new one person show (laughs) it's my self-help book that i'm yeah (laughs) nobody cares about your toast feelings (laughs) they've uh optioned it with julia roberts to star Yeah, she goes on a Which journey is... and discovers that no one fucking cares about her toast feelings. <laughs> Live, laugh, oh. <laughs> did you did you watch, did you ever watch the Julia Roberts, was that uh, Homecoming or whatever? No. That new series that I think is on Prime or whatever, but she's like, it, it, I mistook it for another movie that she did where she's like, her kid comes home and he's like on drugs and then she's a mom and she doesn't know how to react. But then apparently it's not that show. And this is more of like a horror sci-fi thriller or something Oh, with Julia Robert. Yeah. So I was like, well, I guess I should, I guess I should check it out. See what, see what my gal J Rob is up to. <laughs> I Has she done horror? Like what's the most horror she's done really? Like the Pelican Brief, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, Mystic Pizza, <laughs> Mystic Pizza is queer horror, right? <laughs> Let me tell you, I grew up near Mystic Pizza. That's a and real place. It's a real place. A slice of heaven. No, <laughs> no, it's just not. It's not the best pizza in the area. We are a very pizza-rich environment in southeastern Connecticut. And Mr. Pizza is not the best. So. <laughs> well, hot no fucking maybe, takes right off the bat. Yeah, maybe no one cares about my toast feelings, but they probably should care about my pizza feelings because I could have a pizza podcast. I love pizza. Just oh, we had a pizza party, like a pizza pizza party, where people would bring different pizzas to this pizza party. Like it was almost Ooh. like a pizza party potluck. And it was for Jason's birthday a couple years back. And there were so many strange, bizarre varieties of pizza. But the best one was like the Michigan adjacent one. 
And it was just a mac and cheese pizza. So it was just mac and cheese all over the pizza. (laughs) Oh my God, that sounds gross. It was delicious. (laughs) Like It was hands down. Yeah, it was the, I know when, when it came walking in, I said, Michigan people, listen, collect your shit, get your juggalo shit out of here. Get your ice, (laughs) go back to the gathering, go drink your Fago. And then they said, no, try the pizza, man. Also ICP is the voice of generation. And so I tried the pizza and now I'm in full juggalo paint. Wow. Good for you. Thank you. Good Thank you so you. much. Good for you. Yeah. Was it just <laughs> pizza? I'm just picturing a regular pizza with mac and cheese on top. Is that like, was there it was tomato like, sauce? Uh, I don't think so. I think it was like a white sauce, I want to say. And it, it was basically like a, like a white sauce and in place of the cheese, like a cheese pizza in place of the cheese, it was mac and cheese. Oh, God. What? Stacy, don't be a hater. I'm a <laughs> I don't like that. And I also don't like I have a friend who had a pizza once. It was pepperoni and instead of tomato sauce, it was ranch dressing and the pizza was called a rancheroni. And I oh, said, "Oh, I don't like don't, that." I said, "Don't eat it." And he said, "I'm going to eat it." And he ate it and then like 10 minutes later, he was like, "I'll be right back. I feel some rancherias coming up." <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I was like, well, that's what you get. Well, I think we can all agree. Ranch is empirically disgusting. Yeah. I think. So many people love it. Yeah. It's very popular dressing. It's so... (laughs) Man, I can't wait to see what Blasey Blonder has to say about this episode. (laughs) About us discussing ranch dressing. (laughs) (laughs) An insane clown posse. Did you not read my email last week where I said, if you're going to talk about a movie, talk about the fucking movie. Wow, uh, Blasey, you don't even you don't even write emails anymore. You just speak directly <laughs> to us in the podcast. I, I Stacy, we really need to lock down our net security. I, I'm feeling do. I'm feeling a little compromised here. She hacked into the system. She can't be stopped. <laughs> she saw eye murders. She knows how to work a computer, especially an online computer. <laughs> An online computer, the the least safe computer of all. (laughs) She can't be stopped. So, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Are we going to talk about a movie today? Yes, we are, motherfucker. Oh, Oh, we are? (laughs) Yeah. I hope I got the memo. We're going to talk about One Dark Night. And let me tell you, people, One Dark Night fucking rules. It is uh, it is really, really awesome. I had never even heard of it until you were like, hey, let's watch a Meg Tilly movie. Because we're like, oh, we love the Tilly sisters. Because that's like basically all we talk about. And, and then you were like, but what about One Dark Night? And I said, excuse me, what is... I, I've seen The Dark Knight and I thought Heath Ledger was great in it. And then... <laughs> You said, no, bitch, the Meg Tilly version. Ugh. It's amazing. Well, good. I I thought you would like it. I told you that I thought you would like it. And I'm glad you liked it. And I, but, I mean, you uh, were holding a switchblade to my throat as you said, I, I think you'll I like it. Say, I didn't say, I think you'll like it. I said, you'll fucking like it. You said, me and my associates like to think that you'll like this film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? This is not about me being right. Nor is this about me being beautiful, but I do thank you for saying so. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I 
<laughs> this is about one dark night and man i love this fucking weird movie it is so weird it's like so um uh just a, a thrill ride <laughs> it is it is the most strangely edited film one of it's like it's some different storylines and they all kind of happen concurrently and then they all interweave at the end. But it's just, it'll get to a point and then it'll cut to another storyline. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know where anything is going and it has a lot of pacing issues and it takes it a does. long time to do anything. But It does. But I was like, I was surprised because I was anticipating like, oh wait, is this going to be one of those where it's never going to start? And to one could argue that it doesn't start until the ending, but at the same time, it's uh, it's really fun to watch throughout the whole thing. I thought, even with the pacing being kind yeah. of deliberate. Yeah, um, I, I love the whole thing, but I can see where if people aren't on the the wavelength of awesome, and so they don't appreciate yeah. everything about it, they might say, "Where's the horror?" Man, but um, when it gets there, it fucking gets there. Let me tell you. It is. I mean, the second a coffin starts levitating and pink and purple light is spraying out of it, like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, there are things, there are some iconic images that I want to see when I watch an 80s horror film. And this movie is full of them by the time you get to the ending. Yeah. I wish I it's, had seen this when I was, like, 13. Oh, it would have been so scary. It would have been my favorite movie. Oh, well, because babes, right? <laughs> like, Mostly because of Meg Tilly, for it's sure. It's a, a but trip it just, to Babe City. But I would have thought it was fun, and it would have, like, it's got some genuinely creepy shit in it, and it would have scared yeah. me, even though I wouldn't have wanted to admit it, but it just would have been perfect. What were what were um, some 13-year-old Stacey Jims? Like, what were, what were the films you were obsessed with then, at that age? Oh, man. What was I obsessed with? 13. Stuff like, um, I think like Return of the Living Dead. Oh, yeah. Anything that has like a babe in it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Because I was just like, I don't understand why, but I really like pretty girls. <laughs> 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 so as long as there was a babe in it. Um, like all slasher movies for sure. Um, and I really loved Road Warrior. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, yeah. Road Warrior love is universal, I like to think. I would hope so. But kids that millennials don't get the Mel Gibson, early Mel Gibson love. Oh, yeah, that's a problem. Which is understandable. But Road Warrior transcends. Yeah, which is why is I love that they were just like, well, we'll just get a whole new Mad Max for the new one. <laughs> and it will, yeah. It will still yeah. be awesome. Yeah, but like Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. You know, like that kind of like, I could relate to something in it, and it was crazy, and had some gore, and just had babes, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think 13 was like a primo, like, slasher age for me. That was when I really was getting into them, like, hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, uh, well, One Dark Night, if you don't know... A lot. I don't think a lot of people have seen it. No, I had not even heard of it. I mean, granted, I it's been revealed over the last several episodes that I've never seen any movie ever. Um, <laughs> yeah, and well, I and I'm, I'm grateful. Show. 
Yeah, over the course of the show, it's been revealed that I've seen nothing. <laughs> and, and I am grateful for all of the messages I get from all of our listeners telling me why I need to see these films and sending me more lists of films I need to see that I actually have seen. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a public service. It is. It is. Yeah. 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 I'm, a, I'm a crash yeah. test dummy for the people's rage. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So One Dark Night is like 82, 83. I think it was officially released in 83. But yeah, it's called a 1982 film. Um, there's a group of gals at high school called the Sisters. The fucking Sisters. Oh my god. Let me tell you, I would do anything for one of those jackets too. Me too. Absolutely. They wear purple satin jackets that say sisters on the back in cool red writing. Yeah, in like red, like Slayer font almost. It's (laughs) so wicked. Like, it's like, like if you were a teen watching Grease or a young adult, a young young person watching Grease like I was and you saw the pink ladies jacket and you're like, I think that's cool. The sisters are like the pink ladies up to like the hair metal level. (laughs) Yeah. Oh I my God, those love jackets. Them. There's only three of them. There's Carol, Kitty, and Leslie. Leslie is played by E.G. Daly. And if you E.G. Daly. E.G. Daly, then. Uh, she made, she, this is probably E.G. Daly at her most feisty. Yeah. In this film, I think. And very, I didn't realize how much a young E.G. Daly reminds me of Natasha Leone. Oh, shit. Yeah. Even the, like her hair and everything. Yeah, her hair, her attitude, the the voice, everything. And Meg Taylor plays Julie, a real, she's a pansy, a self-proclaimed, she's tired of being a pansy. <laughs> what if she's, when he, her, her boyfriend is saying something and she's like, shut up, don't call me tired of being a pansy, shut up, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she has like a total hissy fit. Because she's so tired weird. of being the good girl. Ugh. Yeah, because she's, you know, she's she's one of the tillies she's you know a sweet girl from canada she yeah she's tired of being looked at as a pansy yeah this is her first starring role i was gonna Um, say this is well before psycho 2 right because that was like it's like it's only like it's only no it's only like the year before psycho 2 oh really oh wow yeah she's great in this but like she really comes into her own with psycho 2 i think Oh, yeah, she doesn't really have that much to do in this. For for being, like, the final girl and, you know, kind of the star of it, you'd think, like, she she doesn't really have anything to do. She has, like, three lines. Yeah, I was going to say, for for being arguably the star of the film, she, like, is hiding in a closet most of it, and then they just cut back. Like, at one point, I was like, did she die and I fell asleep and missed it? (laughs) Like, and I had to rewind, and it's like, oh, no, she's still just in there. Yeah, she's still in there. She has like three lines and then uh, she hides in a closet. Then she takes some Demerol and is drugged for the rest of the film. Doesn't say anything else. Screams, sweats, gets knocked over twice and that's it. Does a badass roll under some pews. (laughs) Like very Laurie Strode roll right there. It was. Okay, so the sisters. Julie wants to stop being the good girl. She wants to be a sister. And so to be a sister, she has to go through some initiations. And the final initiation is spend the night in a mausoleum. And of course, the rest of the sisters are going to play pranks on her. But what none of them know is that recently interred at the same mausoleum is Raymar. Raymar. (laughs) 
<laughs> the telekinetic <laughs> Russian psychic. Carl Ramarsevich. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and does he still have spooky powers even though he's dead? Yes, he does. Spoiler alert. Yeah, he does. Yeah, homegirl, dead or alive, his eyes are going to shoot out electricity and shit's going to happen. <laughs> shit's going to happen. So Julie is in the mausoleum by herself. And then two of the other three sisters, E.G. Daly's like, fuck this. This seems like a crazy idea. I'm going home. Yeah, However, I love that Kara- she's, she's just like your assholes and she leaves and she's fine the whole movie. <laughs> Yeah, she's fine the whole movie. And, like, I like that she doesn't, like, come back and she doesn't change her mind. She doesn't do... She's like, she's like you guys suck. This is a bad idea. I'm going home. And yeah, she yeah, she kind of... <laughs> she she she, uh, she puts in a, a hole... Uh, she punches a hole in her Sue Snell punch card and, mm-hmm. and just leaves. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. Good night. Yeah, Bye, maybe bitches. I'll have one more scene where I give you some information, but otherwise, no, I'm fine. I'm not. Go- I'm not. I don't need to go back there. I mean, <laughs> what would happen? I would die. I don't need to go back there. It's fine. <laughs> so Carol and Kitty sneak into the mausoleum with their bag of tricks, literal bag of tricks, and they set out talking- to scare Julie. <laughs> like- <laughs> masks, sheets, <laughs> other sheets, masks, a-, a bucket of slime, like yeah, some slime. A fake hand fake hand <laughs> on a string <laughs> on, a, on a string so you think it's crawling uh and but their shenanigans and their youthful life energies uh resurrect the spirit of raymar who can still make shit happen even though he's dead <laughs> did you notice that the final straw like raymar is his because he's entombed in this mausoleum encrypted entombed entombed i'm guessing he's into interred <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry i'm your stroke from last episode is now crossed over to me. Okay. I caught your it's stroke. Contagious. It's <laughs> it contagious. Is. I should I have told you. Yeah, and that's why I don't vaccinate. Um, so it, <laughs> the the tomb, he, he's whatever, he's he's in the mausoleum and it keeps cracking like more and more as more action happens. But the final, the straw that breaks the psychic vampire's back <laughs> is <laughs> when Carol tosses her joint <laughs> at his little tomb. <laughs> And that's what resurrects him. Yeah. I love, which is also like, like, it's very like, um, uh, satanic rites of Dracula, where it's like, if you drop some blood on a skeleton, it's going to bring Dracula back. Mm-hmm. So this is, I think this is how you'll resurrect me one day, Stacey, when I die my untimely death is just throw a joint at my coffin and then I will, <laughs> yeah. I will be restored. Here you go. You weirdo. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Uh, lightning shooting uh, out of my eyes lightning shoots out he uh then gets a bunch of other coffins out of their little tombs and raises Uh, the dead and it's all manner of dead they're so cool yeah like it it was almost like it was like what i wanted the end of the sentinel to be honestly like Mm just a bunch of like they they don't even put people in like zombie outfits they're literally just corpses floating around and not like barely moving or anything it's amazing yeah yeah and it's like freshly dead and embalmed and also like really desiccated barely more than a skeleton like it's all kinds there's like a bride and a child and businessman and all and like an army guy and all this stuff and they just kind of float around and press themselves against uh, yeah they just trespassers 
Terry Shivo their way toward you. <laughs> and it, I like the cop. There's the cop with the, or was it a cop? He had half a face and then his other half of his face just fell off like a glove. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the army guy. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. were some really gnarly um, designs and effects in that sequence. So like, or like when Raymar is being vanquished at the end, spoiler alert. And, and you get like the, all the different layers of his like muscle and skin like melting off and then and then his head just turns into like a deflated basketball ball <laughs> or basketball it's <laughs> yeah. so gross it was really gross I'm so, this is rated pg which is really shocking what but that was pg i didn't even realize it's pg yeah it's pg oh i totally would have taken PG. it for r yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess it was it was early '80s, so you could smoke and say shit and kill a child and have dead bodies everywhere, and it was still PG. Yeah. I think the Poltergeist is PG, isn't it? Yeah, even with yeah that face cutting off and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so kids were tougher back then, you know. I just love. I just really love how those how those corpses are like floating around at the end. It it really uh, impressed me because I would think they would be more animated or. You know, they really, they, it literally just seems like what a, if a corpse was coming after you, what it would be like, it, it, which is weird to say. It's, it's really, yeah. No, <laughs> like you're it's right. It's not they... realistic, but it feels realistic because it feels so bare bones how they filmed it. Right. Yeah. But they're not like zombies. It's like Raymar is controlling them. So Yeah. Just like levitating them around. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really, I think it's so well done and it's really creepy and really scary the way the coffins slowly emerge from the wall of the mausoleum and like Kitty and Carol are just terrified watching it and it just slowly goes to the ground and opens. Like it's just so good. With that gorgeous, I can't tell you enough, that gorgeous bisexual lighting palette of the pink, blue, purple. (laughs) It's so nice. My favorite color palette. Yeah, it really is. It's there's just some creepy shit, some bonkers shit. Oh, and girls, I mean, go ahead. I know. Oh, I, I was just gonna say. Ray, well, I was gonna say Raymar's nasty ass face. But wait, who? Who are we talking? Who? Who's her? Oh, I thought you were gonna talk about Raymar's daughter. Oh, oh. Well, meanwhile, yes, we do have the adventures. <laughs> yeah. This is the thing. Like the film is so. I think that's why I, I was like. Even though I couldn't tell who the star was <laughs> or what storyline I'm supposed yeah. to be focusing on, I did love that it was like a weird ensemble piece. Mm-hmm. So so we have the teenage babes, the sisters. We have Meg Tilly drugged and asleep under a pew. And then and then we also have um Olivia McKenna. Motherfucking <laughs> Olivia McKenna, private eye. Um <laughs> <laughs> who like is the daughter of Raymar, the psychic, but like wasn't raised by him and like has a weird relationship with him and he died. So she goes to the funeral. She also has a super weird relationship with her husband. Who's Adam West of all people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's, he's like constantly trying to protect her from her father's legacy, even though she's like, shut up. I need to know my dad or something. It's really weird. <laughs> It is. Yeah. And then she's visited by, what was his name? Like, Dork Dorkstatter or something? <laughs> the old man Hockstetter. Yeah, Hockstetter. Yeah. yeah, a disciple slash, like, a scientist that studied her father. And so he shares with her the tapes all about um, the studying of her father. And how her father was a psychic vampire, which she also is a psychic vampire or something. 
it doesn't make <laughs> and, and they're like he's a psychic vampire but that meant he was telekinetic <laughs> but he could also kill yeah. people with his mind it doesn't make any sense and so she goes on a journey of self-discovery herself throughout the film yes uh, well, Raymar, she... he was a psychic vampire, so he would sap the life energy from people, and then he could use that life. He was sa- he was so powerful that he could take that life energy and manifest it and use it to power telekinesis. Oh, it all makes right, right, sense right. if you think about the science. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's just like um, solar panels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Germany, Germany, they, you know, Angela Merkel, um, the entire country is powered by psychic vampires. <laughs> That's part of the Green New Deal, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Ocasio-Cortez yeah. was like, listen, we need to take uh, some cues from Merkel over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need my homeboy. The future of this country is psychic vampires. <laughs> Get Raymar for the Department we of Energy. To our, we owe it to our children. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, and uh, uh, Raymar, wow. What, what, so he, I guess it's kind of crucial that the movie opens with Raymar's death, um, or the, the, the post death in which they go into his apart, the cops go into his apartment. There's been a murder, um, or there's been several deaths discovered inside his apartment. He died, and then there's a closet full of dead, like, teenage girls in his closet. Yeah. Um, which is super weird, but I, I love, when they go into the house and there's just like forks and plates stuck in the wall. Like it, it, it looks, <laughs> yeah. it looks like a weird poltergeist explosion. It yeah. also re- really reminded me of what it would look like after I'd black out in my apartment in my twenties, like after when I'd wake <laughs> up and, Oh, that's what I did with all the plates. <laughs> like, oh, my forks are in the walls again. Again. <laughs> oh God. I've really cut back. <laughs> Yeah, so his daughter uh, has psychic visions, and she sees there's trouble a-brewing at the old mausoleum place. <laughs> and she learns to embrace her psychic visions, to be like, show me the mausoleum, show me the mausoleum. <laughs> yeah. While, yeah. while reaching for tapes and starting them with her amazing manicure of, like, long pink claw press-ons. <laughs> oh my god god those nails <laughs> with the, they just have that nice subtle curl like the long overhang curl yeah they just blatantly look like press-ons which i really appreciate i so. let me tell you i love them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i love olivia mckenna <laughs> yeah so she uh takes it upon herself to hightail it to said mausoleum and she <laughs> saves the day by having a kind of weird stare battle with her father's corpse <laughs> It's just like, well, one, because her father is staring at Meg Tilly to absorb all of her power, right? Yeah. And then and then she moves Meg Tilly on the way, and then she's staring at her dad. Yeah. Light, I don't, lightning doesn't shoot out of her eyes, right? I wish it did. No, it should, but it doesn't. It should, because, I mean, she's her, she's got the same powers. Um, so she has the stare battle. And then... And then he's still, like, summoning his demon horde or his undead corpse horde. So then she just holds up a mirror, a compact in front of his face. (laughs) Yeah. The ending is so weird for this movie because she literally holds up a compact and then his face just inverts on itself. 
and then the whole thing's over. (laughs) Yeah, well, that was part of one of the tapes mentioned that he, that Raymar had demonstrated his abilities in a room with a mirror, and it, like, totally tore the place apart. Oh, right. So she remembered that, and they clued us in because earlier at the funeral, when she was all upset, she took out her compact to wipe her eye so it was like Chekhov's compact you know what I mean? oh yeah, yeah. Chekhov's yeah, compact <laughs> <laughs> well the red string is really pointing at, at everything it's all coming together on this episode it's all coming together yeah and so then she holds the compact up to his face his eye lightnings reflect back on him and cause his face to collapse in a really gross way it's so and that's gross. the end. And she's like, she, and then she's like, oh, Meg Tilly, you'll be fine. Oh, Meg Tilly's boyfriend, you'll be fine. Yeah, she literally just says, he'll be okay. You'll be fine. <laughs> and that's and it. And then they leave. So... They leave. It's over. <laughs> it's over. That's it. Credits. Except for that last shot, which is amazing. And it's it features something we have not addressed so far. Wait, is it after the credits? No, 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 no. It's right before the credits. What was the uh, last shot? I thought the last shot was just the mausoleum. No. the. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, Kitty, the best of the sisters. Probably. Oh, 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 I know. <laughs> I forgot about this. Yeah, I even was like giant question mark in my notebook. <laughs> she has a weird like toothbrush fetish. Like she has, she has a toothbrush in her mouth for ninety five percent of the film. She's a just gi- a giant toothbrush. yellow toothbrush. A giant yellow toothbrush, and finally, as if to, as if you know, playing the part of the audience, Carol says, "Why are you always chewing on that thing?" <laughs> and Kitty says, "I don't know. I guess I just like the way it tastes." <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> So, I had to end, rewind it. It was so yeah. weird. <laughs> it's so it's the weirdest thing. And but then also the feels kind of real. It feels totally real. And I just love that who knows how long she's been doing it and they've let it go for that long. No one has said anything to her until in the mausoleum. Yeah. Carol is finally like, why the fuck do you always have that toothbrush in your mouth? Like, I would, like, I feel like I would ask that question when you're like auditioning to get your sister's jacket. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause like, but they let it go. I can't just have a sister, you know, here or there with a toothbrush hanging out of her mouth at all times. No. Appearances, <laughs> it's man. So weird. I love it <laughs> so much. And then Carol and Kitty have death spoiler alert, they die. Uh no, buried. Did... <laughs> the corpses just fell on them and they died. <laughs> yeah. Duh. Oh, okay. Think about the science, Anthony. Duh. <laughs> I forgot. I was. I was. I. I real. I thought I had missed something, but it's apparent I didn't. <laughs> no. No. Just a bunch of corpses. File. I mean, I guess the corpses would be heavy, and maybe they got crushed. I don't know. Wouldn't they be light and like brittle? Well, <laughs> it's bones. <laughs> Some of them were bones. Some of them were fairly fresh. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm, true. I'm, it doesn't really make sense, but they do end up crushed beneath a pile of corpses. And yeah. at the end, after Meg Tilly and Meg Tilly's boyfriend and Olivia McKenna, after they all leave, the camera then goes to the, like to remind us of the tragedy that has occurred. And so the camera is on the pile and like, here's Carol's dead hand and here's Kitty's dead hand. And the camera pans over. And- <laughs> 
and stops on Kitty's toothbrush. It's just laying there on next the ground, next just the laying there, like her hand reaching out towards her toothbrush, Aww. and it's this poignant shot of everything. You know, it reminds us of all that we've lost. And then there's a jump scare that the yeah, makes and then a, and then a corpse head just falls on the toothbrush. <laughs> like, yeah, but goes, I just ah! love <laughs> yeah, I love the poignant slow pan and focus on the toothbrush. It's amazing. Well, it's so funny, especially coming from like the today's world of like that last minute jump scare where it's like, oh, so and so is actually a ghost, or um, uh, you know, or like, uh, oh, we're gonna set up the next Marvel film with this shot at the end or whatever, like. I thought, like, I was, like, waiting. I was, like, why are they focusing on the toothbrush? Is it going to start shooting lightning out of it or something? Like, the toothbrush is possessed <laughs> now. It just starts glowing pink and levitating. Yeah. I love I love a jump scare, a horror movie jump scare, usually from, like, the early 80s. Because probably, like, Carrie was one of the first ones uh-huh. to have a really good jump scare at the end. And uh-huh. Friday the 13th, the original, had that great jump scare at the end that nobody saw coming <laughs> With and doesn't make any sense. getting sucked in the window. Oh, that's Nightmare on Elm Street. No, uh, Friday the 13th, where he comes up. Oh, yeah, I was thinking, I, that's, I heard you say Nightmare on Elm Street because I'm still having a stroke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what happens during a stroke. Yeah, Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. Elm Street was like 85. Yeah, Nightmare was 80. 84, yeah. 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 So it's, but it's like, like, Pieces has a great jump scare at the end that makes no fucking sense. What's the end of Pieces? I don't remember the end. Doesn't a a corpse get up, right? And attack somebody? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I I need to watch it again. That movie is perfect. And then it just ends. Why? <laughs> are you serious? A corpse gets up at the end of. I believe it's remember? a dead. A dead body is like. Rah! And then <laughs> it's the end of the movie. I mean, in keeping with the rest of pieces, that makes perfect oh, sense. We should really do a pieces episode because I mean, movie... it's only the greatest film of all time. Oh, it do you is know the most beautiful thing in the world is smoking, getting, <laughs> getting high, and doing it on a waterbed. On a waterbed. <laughs> God, that movie is so fucking great. If you haven't seen Pieces, what are you even doing with your life? Honestly, it, it is the most perfect chainsaw slasher, kung fu, giallo, undercover tennis cop <laughs> movie you'll ever oh, see. Oh, God, I love that a, for, a tennis pro quits tennis and becomes a cop and then goes undercover as a tennis pro. <laughs> Professor. Like, <laughs> Professor. <laughs> I'm Professor of Tennis. God, that movie Here is at the, the Pieces University of Phoenix. Pieces I, University. <laughs> yeah. I love her. Oh, um, I mean, yeah. everybody knows that scene, you know, the bastard scene. Oh, it's just, so Pieces is a, I know, I just want to watch Pieces. It's a fucking I know. and a half. Yeah, we might have to revise our calendar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's so good. Yeah. And so One Dark Night has one of those jump scare endings that doesn't really make sense. And there's a charm to them that you don't get in, like, the jump scare ending of the American cut of The Descent, you know? Yeah, that's that's when I, when I was thinking of the stupid jump scares where someone's just a ghost. I, I always think of that American ending where it's like, oh, here's Juno's ghost by her car. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so stupid. Yeah. 
and it just feels stupid but somehow here it's like oh it's charm maybe it's just that they're old movies i don't know but. yeah that's true yeah yeah i i want the, i want the ending where i see you know shauna mcdonald eating cake i don't need eating to see the ghosts pop up also i was at the video store yesterday and shauna mcdonald i found her name in the credits for harriet the spy blog wars <laughs> <laughs> So I'm glad that she's getting work. Um, (laughs) Why is she not like, I don't know. That's another one. Isn't shocking? She's amazing in The Descent. They're all so great. They're all so fucking great in that movie. And where are they? Yeah, all, literally every single one of them. Yeah. Perfect queens. Perfect queens. They should be in every, they should be on top of every movie. It's just like how nobody's talking about Michelle Williams and Fosse Vernon right now. She is killing it in that role and I am angry at the world for not talking about it. Um, <laughs> that said, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen. Fo- I don't have cable, so I haven't seen it. But I've read some stuff about it, and I'm like, it's so crazy to me that Michelle Williams has become one of our finest actors. She like, let me tell you. I mean, it's so funny because it's called Fosse Verdon, and it's based on a book called Fosse. But the show is literally Verdon. And it's yes. just Michelle yeah. Williams making me cry every single episode. <laughs> oh, she's so great. It's incredible. She's come a long way from her H2O eyebrows. I'll I say. know. Those those severely plucked, like, Chola-adjacent eyebrows. Chola-adjacent oh. parentheses. Yes, my queen. Parentheses to heaven. I oh. love michelle williams um yeah yeah here's to the babes here's to the babe the ladies of the scent michelle williams uh meg tilly and carol and kitty and leslie and olivia mckenna (laughs) god so why are we saying that there are no good parts for women when you have olivia mckenna olivia mckenna detective (laughs) detective psychic vampire Press on nail enthusiast. Enthusiast, yes. <laughs> no good parts for women. Fuck you. Bollocks. Bollocks, I say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that said, One Dark Night, really, you know, it, it has what the boyfriend and Adam West, and right. who is just there to. I don't know, elevate the tax bracket of something associated with the film. And then, and then otherwise it's just about these four women, five and, and women. Like I, I like the fact that like, yeah, and yeah, the, the boyfriend breaks into the mausoleum to like find Julie, but he doesn't really do anything. You know, like no, I just, appreciate. Like, gets down. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. It's Raymar's daughter that comes and actually saves the day. Like, yeah. You know, yeah a so t- okay twist on the standard olivia mckenna press on enthusiast private eye she shows up <laughs> and she she flashes that compact her dad's head ter- deflates like a basketball and then she's like okay i have decided everyone is fine let's get up come on get in my car get in my car come on kid- come on kids come on but 
I was like, wait, so is Meg Tilly, like, she's just fine now? I mean, I'm, I'm Olivia McKinn is telling me she's fine, so I'm supposed to believe that. But I was like, did Raymar, like, I kept expecting, like, Raymar to have, like, transferred into her or something. Some, like, oh, some yeah. twist like that. But other, but she doesn't even, like, Meg Tilly, alleged star, doesn't even get to say anything after this whole ordeal. Yeah. <laughs> she, nope, she doesn't say anything, literally doesn't say anything beyond a scream or a yelp yeah, she for, just... like, the last two-thirds of the film. And then she just shambles away with like her maybe boyfriend and olivia mckenna <laughs> like yeah well she takes that demerol that's and, true uh, i guess she is drugged for the whole last half of the movie she's drugged and sweaty for the whole last half of the movie <laughs> and she's still a babe <laughs> and she's still meg fucking tilly so. she's got those tilly jeans man i love meg tilly i know i've talked to you about this oh meg is everything what are your I love meg tilly what are your quintilly essentials <laughs> Because we've My got Quintilly essentials. Well, <laughs> we we've got One Dark Night. I've only I think One Dark Night and Psycho Two are like the only ones I really know her in now. <laughs> yeah, One Dark Psycho Two is might be my number one for yeah. sure. Um, I did tell you yesterday, and I will repeat it for everyone that you should track down. It's on probably on YouTube, or you can find a VHS. The episode of Nightmare Classics. Oh right, right, uh, right. Based on Carmilla, yes, that Carmilla starring Meg fucking Tilly as Carmilla. Yes. So you can imagine that for me, this is my perfect piece of entertainment. If it was Car- like the only piece of entertainment left, I'd be fine. Carmilla PG Carmilla. edition. <laughs> yeah, Carmilla, where they're just friends. But, <laughs> um, still, it's it's Meg Tilly as Carmilla and Ioni Sky as Laura. Yes. Oh, yes. You did tell me about that last week and not yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I, that's why you probably didn't remember. Yeah. So You're right. That, I mean, Agnes of God. I don't know if Agnes of God is actually any good, but I Agnes love it. of God. I've, yeah, I've heard of that one. What? Because Meg Tilly, she was nominated. She won a Golden Globe, I think. She's like a nun who is really super innocent, but she ends up giving birth and someone has wrapped the umbilical cord around the baby's neck and killed it and thrown it in a wastebasket. Oh my God. Yeah, and it's up to Jane Fonda, attorney Jane Fonda, to find out what's going on. And so she has to get through all these nuns like Anne Bancroft, Sister Anne Bancroft, and always to find out what happened. Holy shit. Yeah. That's I don't know if ultimately if it's any good, it tries to play like all sides of every coin. And so it doesn't answer a lot of the questions, but Meg Tilly's fucking great. Jane Fonda, of course, is great. Oh, she's perfect. And Bancroft, I mean, the cat. A legend. Yeah. So Agnes of God, for sure. Um, God, what else? I mean, the big chill, right? Meg Tilly. Uh, Tex. Essie Hinton. Matt Dillon. I loved Matt Dillon when I was like 10. Oh my god. <laughs> Didn't so everybody? Pretty. When he had long hair and he was so pretty. Was he really ever? I mean, yeah, I guess he was, but was he? <laughs> he was. He was. Oh, yeah, find, he was. Yeah. Do you know that long? Like, I draw the line. I, Kevin Dillon, though, I draw the line. Ew, no. <laughs> Kevin Dillon is like someone took like a, a xerox copy of matt dylan and put it in the microwave for yeah minutes. yeah 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 and yeah and then held up a compact in front of his face <laughs> yeah no young matt dylan when he was like yeah i guess outsiders era yeah yeah you're before, right yeah 
Yeah, God, like oh little da- little darlings era, like when he had really long hair and you couldn't tell if he was a boy or a girl. I'll never forget the day that um, our like English teacher showed the Outsiders after we had to read the book, and wow. and then I just I was like not paying attention, and then I looked up and like all of them were half naked, like Rob Lowe was getting out of the shower, and I was like, I have to leave. <laughs> I have to yeah. move to a new city. I have to transfer to a new school. I have to. I have That's to. Tom Cruise with his his pre Scientology teeth. Oh man! Yeah. Yeah. What a little baby. Stay golden, pony boy. <laughs> Stay golden. Did Meg and Jennifer movie. ever do a movie together? Um, I don't did, know. They just do all their Jennifer's actually older. Jennifer's actually older. Is she? Really? Yeah. I thought Meg was the older of the two. No, Jennifer Jennifer's the eldest of the three Tilly sisters. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And who's done... Was I feel like... Who did more genre work? Was it Meg or was it Jennifer? Because Jennifer did, like, Remote Control and High Spirits and the Chucky films. I think if you look at her early career... Like, I think... Meg actually ended up doing more yeah. stuff. Yeah. Unless you like maybe with all the Chucky movies, maybe it's Jennifer at this point, but Yeah, if you count all the Chucky movies plus like Disney's Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Cuz I didn't see cuz Meg did a couple of years ago, she did that film Anti-Birth, which I haven't seen yet with Natasha oh, Leone and Chloe Sevigny. I, I forgot that. she was I still haven't seen that either. I've heard so many mixed things, but I mean that cast, I can't I can't yeah. not watch it. Except yeah. I, so far I haven't, so I guess I can. Not watch. <laughs> yeah, that's just—it's my favorite thing that I've never seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love Megan Haley. Wow, well, she's perfect. She's but I she's hear really perfect. I heard I heard Stacy that your boner's been having some problem. Your boner's <laughs> been compromised with Meg Tilly a little recently. Well, let's <laughs> un- brought that up. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I Let's thought unpack. you would be happy. Let's unpack yeah. your boner and Meg Tilly uh, today on on our. Can podcast. you believe that I that I sent you that message? That it's just me acting like the worst dude. Where I'm like, but what about my boner? I was so stoked because I was I was watching that. Like you said, so everyone, Stacy sends me a video of Meg Tilly today and says, "My boners." What did you say? <laughs> I'm so sorry to do this to you. <laughs> I but said like, I love her. Like I love her. She's perfect. But you can see how she pulled my my boner, past, present, and future. Yes, that was it. The past, present, and future boner death. Uh, and it's just a video <laughs> of Meg Tilly being absolutely charming, dancing and singing and laughing. And I was like, "What frat am I associated with?" <laughs> Who? Is complaining about the death of their boner for all time over this perfect little sprite singing and dancing in the snow with her friends. Well, <laughs> in my defense, I am the worst person. Uh, I just meant that, like, this is what what social media giveth, social media taketh away. Yeah. And that is Meg Tilly was honestly a root for me when I was young. Yes. Like I, she is smoking. Like young like Meg Tilly was so gorgeous. And she's and got like that the, long black hair like in this film. 
Yeah, and like before I even knew what was up, like I was in love with Meg Tilly, right? So she's a very near and dear to my heart. I follow her on Instagram. Is your is your and- heart the part that she's <laughs> most dear to? <laughs> Because your Instagram told me something heart. else. Yeah, there we go. The boner of my heart. <laughs> oh, that's right. so poetic. I meant my heart boner. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I meant a heart boner. Yes, yes, right. So I follow her. Like, and she disappeared for a long time. Like, she just was a mom, you know? Like, yeah. She kind of quit acting for a long time. And now she kind of comes back and does things once in a while when she feels like it. She sort of, she sort of, kind of like Jessica Harper did, right? Like she does like cookbooks, and she does. Ro- she writes romance novels. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, so she disappeared for a long time, and all I had were my fond memories of Meg Tilly, and like I had watched Psycho too, and be like, wow, she's still a babe, right? And she is still a babe. Like, there's that. However, social media, like. She's just very mom now. She real. I mean, yes. And yeah. I mean, my type like, is moms. So. <laughs> she's just mom. And she always had this thing. Even when she was like the star of the show, there was always something kind of mysterious and weird about her. Mm-hmm. Like something like the big chill. Like she doesn't say very much. She's just like a really, she's kind of an enigma. Like no, even in Psycho 2, like all these movies, oh. you don't. You know, and you don't. That's why she. Her. That's why she's so perfect in Psycho too, because you really can't tell where she's coming from and what she's planning with Norman, or what she's how far she's in on with the different things happening in that plot. Exactly, and that so it's, that's the way it is in Agnes of God, and it's kind of the way she is in everything. Like you just can't tell what's up with Meg Tilly, and that just yeah. adds to the appeal. And so now on Instagram, I'm like, she's very mom like, which is fine. <laughs> Like, all of this is fine. None of this is a statement about her. It's all no. about me being gross. It's just you know? a statement about your boner. <laughs> yeah. And so when she's like a mom dancing in the snow and talking about like a nice cupcake she had and like, here's the romance novel. I'm just like, uh, I've just seen too much behind the curtain. That's all. I could see- and it's like, she's absolutely an angel and I don't really love her any less, but I'm just like, I don't know. You know what I will say? I see your Meg Tilly as mom, and I raise you. What has happened to Val Kilmer? That's the equi- that's yeah. the equivalent for me is Val right, Kilmer, right? Right. Although, yeah. did you know? Oh my God, who was it? Someone was talking to Jason and told them that Val Kilmer is like secretly gay and was in this relationship with this dude for like five years, like recently. What? Yes. I probably shouldn't be saying this, but yeah. Yeah, isn't that wild? <laughs> wow. And I was like, wait, I had a chance with Val Kilmer and I didn't know. I... <laughs> he was gorgeous. Uh, like, like, like uh, Thurka Willow. Willow. What's that uh, genius, true genius or whatever that other? Oh, real, oh the, real genius. Real genius. Yeah. The comedy. Yeah. And then yeah. he did. Um, And then he did. what? what yeah. Oh, God, he was so hot. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. I see? So I told. I see that. What if Meg Tilly? What if she changed her hair and she went back to like the long black hair? Would you? Or would she still I mean, be too maybe mom if for it you? wasn't? She's like she's a silver fox now for sure. You know. She, I think it's is. it's. I think she's just. Ugh, why are you making me do? <laughs> 
Well, here's the thing. I mean, Val Kilmer has has literally transmogrified into something else entirely. Um, yeah. Bo- both. I think she's- She's still gorgeous. Like no, I think both Tillys, they age amazing. They're gorgeous. They age really well. I think it's honestly, she's just kind of a nerdy mom. No, and I, I really respect that about you because it's not an appearance thing. It's no, not, not at all. it's not the haircut, which I was like, what is what's Stacy's damn problem with this beautiful angel singing in the snow? Is it her haircut? <laughs> no, know? I love it. I mean, she had short hair through a lot. Like, yeah, almost, I mean, one dark night is kind of the exception that in Tex yeah. are like the exceptions with her. She usually had short hair. No, I think like I just think it's she's a nerdy mom, which is perfect in another way. But like, I'm just not into nerdy mom. Yeah, you're not going to you're not going to. Uh, I'm not going to hang up a poster of a nerdy mom on my wall. (laughs) Holding her romance novels and smiling. (laughs) Like, look at the size of this cupcake. (laughs) Like, okay. (laughs) As I I slowly stand in front of all of my posters and try to angle myself so you can't see them. (laughs) Yeah. And so my shorthand expression for that is, you know, what about my boner? Because as I said, I'm the worst. You know what? Fuck all you people. I'm the worst. Fine. Fine. Oh, I feel like Olivia McKenna and I am on the case exposing the truth. (laughs) I'm reaching out with my nails and highlighting facts and points. It's just a terrible way of saying like... Oh, I used to be attracted to this person and I'm not anymore. And it's not a statement about her. It's a statement about me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I really appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm allowed to be or not be attracted to people. Yeah. No, and you're a better person than me. Like, I'm not attracted to Val Kilmer because I think he rotted. (laughs) 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 Not not because I'm I'm no longer drawn to the beauty of his heart. (laughs) I just, you know, she's just a mom now, and that's cool. And I mean, it's not like I don't still follow her on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not a silver surfer. <laughs> Thank you for keeping it alive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe I will be someday. Who knows? Maybe I, I could be tomorrow if I meet the right uh, silver waves. Yeah, maybe. yeah, maybe and then I'll you could go to the, that. you could go to the same club with Sarah Paulson. Then when you do that. <laughs> I mean, you never know what tomorrow holds. You know? That's the Illuminati. I, you'd think I would be into it because I do like to cultivate a grandma aesthetic for the most part. <laughs> With my window peeping and my geriatric detective shows. But... <laughs> And my playing with the strokes like there, you know, like, <laughs> am I having a stroke or is a stroke having me, you know? <laughs> I mean, the only thing that makes you not a grandma in that respect is that you do blog about the state of your strokes because grandma <laughs> wouldn't know how to update that blog. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I mean, it's just whatever. Whatever. I'm a coat of many colors. You are just like the the... <laughs> Code of many colors. The Appalachian anthem. Yeah. 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 There you go. So am I a terrible person? Yes. (laughs) Am I trying to am I trying to be a better person? No. (laughs) And that's what matters. (laughs) Love it or leave it, baby. There you go. (laughs) This is 
is gonna be the one episode that Meg Tilly <clears throat> listens to. Yeah, so she'll be like, oh, One Dark Night. Wow, I haven't thought about that movie in years. What and I'm the like, fuck? What about, what, what about my boner? I don't like the way she enjoys her life. <laughs> Too many pictures with cupcakes. Uh, why does she have, seem so happy all the time? <laughs> Oh. Well, whatever. Everybody knew I was terrible anyway. So yeah, there's no secrets is, here. There's no surprises in yeah. me being revealed as an asshole. The curtain has already been pulled back for years. Yeah. Like Pulled back and shredded. Yeah. <laughs> Chewed up like Kitty's toothbrush. <laughs> That's me. Okay, here's the thing. We end with a toothbrush. We see yeah. all the litany of, of of corpses and queens escorting uh, uh, barely awake other queens out of the mausoleum. She went through all of this. And did Meg Tilly actually get a sister's jacket? Because I really hope she did. <laughs> yeah. Like, the least is that maybe Leslie would give her her jacket. Or she just takes the jacket from underneath one of the piles of corpses. That's true. I didn't even think of that. Did the, well, they must have had an extra. They are expanding, according to Carol. So maybe but it, they had an extra. But they also talked home. about it like they didn't plan. They were just leading her on and didn't actually plan on bringing her in to the sisters. Because they, they, they were even like, there can only be three. There's always only three sisters. <laughs> like, it's like the Sith or the Highlander. And that's the sisters. <laughs> there's one maybe. Highlander, there's two Sith, and there's three sisters. Maybe Meg Tilly and E.G. Daly will form their own new group. And get new jackets that look exactly the same and say something else on them. Oh, but still in like the Slayer font. Yeah. Okay. Still purple okay. satin. I just yeah. really, I just really wanted, oh, which matched the light, the, the psychic vampire light. Yes. I just really wanted her to get that damn jacket. Cause she went through all of that just to get that stupid jacket. It's true. She could take one off one of the dead bodies, right? Yeah, I would hope so. They're not going to be buried in them, so certainly she could, uh, you know, she could go to Carol's mom or Kitty's mom and say, look, I'm sorry your daughter's dead, but what about that jacket she was wearing? <laughs> she was, oh, thank you for reminding me. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, can I have it? So, And then they could look for another sister because they'd have two jackets. Yeah. And then they do it. They go into an equitable future where they don't torment other queens and make them right. stay the night in. And sometimes they kiss. And they do that at night, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <So> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> well, we wrote the sequel. Yeah, one dark night too. Another <laughs> another dark night. <laughs> In which nothing happens except they kiss. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay. Well, I loved that movie. Thank you for bringing oh, it good. into my life. I really, really enjoyed it. It's just. I just, thought you would. It was sweet. It was. Uh, lovely it was olivia mckenna is my life it was everything <laughs> it was kind of gross it was it had some scary moments some creepy shit and honestly that build-up was so like i was entertained the whole way through even with the pacing um which is shocking for me because i have no tolerance for anything 
Um, <laughs> and then, and then that buildup was just, it was so, uh, well, uh, deserved, well earned. Like they did such a good job of making those corpses show up and really get me going at the end. It was really nice. Right. When shit was, happens, shit really happens. It, yeah. It kind of reminded me of like, you know, like this was film was released in 83. It kind of reminded me of like house of the devil, which was set then like, you know, yeah. that, that super deliberate pace um, and a really great payoff uh, after all of the slow burn has been said and done. Yeah. So, yeah, Yay. I loved it. Yay! Yay. <laughs> oh, neck tilling, yay! <laughs> I feel like a pervert. Why? Oh, because I exposed you as a Me Too on Instagram? <laughs> you Me Too'd yourself? <laughs> Me Too'd myself! <laughs> not a pervert you're just putting voice to what the people are too afraid to say like um like alex jones oh perfect Thank yeah you. there you go you're welcome that's exactly the comparison <laughs> i was hoping you'd make i'm sitting here what? shirtless and sweaty. <laughs> this is beer pouring on yourself like um like ann landers then maybe a shirtless sweaty ann landers She's a, she's a prig. I'm not a prig. <laughs> um, uh, like a dear Abby, then. Same Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> Jessica Fletcher. Why are you just calling me old women? <laughs> um, uh... man. <laughs> Well, you know what, <laughs> listeners, save it for the mailbag. If you want to tell me I'm a pervert asshole, fine. I accept. Yeah, like, I can't wait to hear what Blasey says about <laughs> your, your preferences. <laughs> She's a bitch. Well, yes, she is. <laughs> whatever. I'm sure this won't come up again until we do an episode about Psycho 2. In which case, I'll just say, I love Meg Tilly. And you'll be like, remember? And I'll be like, man. I've got screenshots. i got screenshots. You're an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one dark night. (laughs) In a nutshell, there we go. In a nutshell, there we go. Once again, the episode went places I was not anticipating, but I think, you know, this whole show, by the time it's over, I don't know, I'm not going to have any readers left or any <laughs> listeners because they'll be like, well, I liked Final Girl, but she turned out to be a fucking dick. Jesus <laughs> that, Christ. Those twists at the end. The, tw- <laughs> the twists. I read Final Girl for 15 years. I listened to two episodes of her podcast, and my God, she's an asshole. <laughs> That's the end of that. Well, she's my, she's my career. <laughs> belligerent to nuns. <laughs> <laughs> she's a fucking dick. Yeah, she's a fucking dick. <laughs> I'm going to lose all of my no income from my blog. All your, you all your stock. <laughs> All my stock is going to plummet. It used to be worth two packs of gum, and now it's just worth nothing. Be like, hey, guys, I wrote a review today about... And they'll be like, get out of 
here. <laughs> oh, they chase you out with their pitchforks. They chase me out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> your your yeah. Bitcoin is no good here, Bonger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one cares about your reviews anymore, you fucking pervert dyke. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, wow. I, I long to say that to someone. <laughs> That's true. I say it, it's my daily affirmation. Yeah, so. you splash some water in your face and look in the mirror. Yeah. like, no one cares about your reviews anymore, you pervert dyke. That's what keeps you fresh, new. It keeps me young. Yeah. Feeling. <laughs> young feeling. Feeling is the key operative <laughs> term. There. Young feeling and young dressing. I still dress like... You know, <laughs> I'm not gonna go into that. Oh, you are you, are you wearing your your juicy tracksuit? <laughs> no. Oh, imagine. No, I was thinking that you were gonna think I wore, wore like a pinafore or something. Like I was like a <laughs> like a baby Jane type. <laughs> and you have a little wig. <laughs> Well, to be fair, it was either that or Juicy Tracksuit, which I think yeah. both, both are wonderful options. Or if you combine and, and mix and match a little bit of both aesthetics. Hmm. Well, there you go. That's a good look. Yeah, yeah I got mean, Baby imagine. Jane in a Juicy Suit. <laughs> oh, man, our live episode. <laughs> All Baby jane up on my hover around. Baby Jane baby arms. <laughs> Track suit. <laughs> Perm. Oh. oh, well. Do we have a listener question today of all we days? We do. Thank goodness we do. And it's not about uh, me. <laughs> well, I feel like be? we could find a way to make it about you. <laughs> yeah. Or toast oh, or eggs. I gotta, you know what? I gotta <laughs> shut up. I gotta shut up. Like <laughs> she that... said on her own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean, like, I gotta stick to the movies. No more of this uh, revealing all of my dark secrets and what a terrible person I am. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because people so, listen to this for the astute criticism. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's our yeah. You're right. Feature for sure. Yeah. yeah. Definitely not all the times we've talked about shitting ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's nerfed. Well, anyway. This is true. <laughs> this question comes from Mike M, who asks, what are your favorite lesser known horror films? Oh. Man, I could go on. I had, I, I know, I have such a list, but I also am like, I don't, you know, what's lesser known for me versus like lesser known for the fandom in general? Versus, right. you know, no matter what hard. we say, someone out there is going to be like, I saw that. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever. Like, And, and then think... we'll also have people that say, have you heard of The Shining? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just said, well, I mean, like, One Dark Night is one that, like, is definitely lesser known. Like, yeah. a lot of these yeah. movies were lesser known, but they're getting Blu-ray releases, and so they're a little more out there. But there's still a lot of horror movies that are little gems that maybe you've passed over that's the way i kind of looked at it uh-huh yep 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 yep. so feel free to say something 
No. From your, from your list. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like, I feel like the first one that we just have to say, like, I think universally, I, this is one where I still was like, is this lesser known or is this just something that I, but it's one that I feel myself telling a lot of people about. Um, and it's just so universal, I think for both of us, but it's Lake Mungo. Like, mm-hmm. Everyone needs to see that movie. So I'm just going to start with that. Like, that's the universal obvious answer is like, I like, love like Mungo. It is so good. It is so affecting. It is so sad. It's yeah. so sad. And really it's sad. fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. It's one of those ones that gets into your head and it ruins it. Um, I love that movie. Uh, and then I also was saying, um, uh, just because we've talked about it on this show, but I love it so much, regardless of how you feel, Dad, um, is Lurkers. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love Lurkers. I didn't hate Lurkers. I didn't hate Lurkers. She said, convincing me. <laughs> I didn't. You no, didn't no, listen yeah, to yeah. that show again. No, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't hate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I just, I didn't, I didn't love it like you did, but. But it, no... it lingered with you a little afterwards, which I was sure. And it was one of those that the, the more we talked about it, the more I liked it. Whereas, yeah, you know. Oh, I mean, when you when you actually no. watch it. Oh well, yeah, yeah, I could agree with you on that. Um, uh, and then and then I actually went a little more uh, modern because um, there were some other older ones that I really wanted to focus on, but I was you know there were there's these three other films that I really really truly love. Um, or was charmed by that. I feel like not, I haven't seen a lot of people talking about them and they're the field. Have you ever seen the fields with Cloris Leachman? No, it's like a mid two thousands or early 2010 kind of era. Um, it's a little indie film about a little boy and his mom, Tara Reed <laughs> takes him to go Whoa. live with like, yeah, takes him to go live with his grandma out in the country, and um, and it's Cloris Leachman, and so it's just this, it's really, really beautiful, lovely film about this little boy going to live with like his grandparents out in the country, but then there's some things that just keep happening at night on their farm, and it's really scary, mm. um, and it's really sweet, and like Cloris Leachman deserves a goddamn Oscar for it, um, huh? Uh, also, From the Dark, it's this Irish vampire movie, uh that I haven't seen like anybody talk about ever. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's like in a peat bog, like there's a little farm in Ireland and they have like, they farm peat and they find a, basically like one of those sacrificed people that like the Druids dropped in peat bogs all the time. Mm. And they pull the stake out of its chest. And then what do you know, there's a little Nosferatu running around Ireland for, and chasing this, this woman down. It's great. Final girl. Great movie. I loved it. Huh. And then, um, uh, I'm going to once again, I have two more here. I'm going to once again tout my love for Excision starring Tracy Lords, who also deserves an Oscar for that film. And I, I mm. com- completely mean that. Uh, and then Banshee Chapter. Mm. I, I have to explain Banshee Chapter to so many people because so many people have not seen it. I love Banshee Chapter. It scared the shit out of me. That's yeah, creepy as fuck. Is creepy as fuck. It was also. Did you know this is the first horror movie made for Oculus Rift? Really? Yeah, I never. When I was watching it, I was like, "Why is this shot like found footage?" But it's not found footage. Like, yeah, it's sort of like the Chernobyl Diaries. How it's 
found footage, but not. And it, I couldn't understand the conceit of why it was filmed that way. Um, but it's because it was originally made for Oculus Rift, which I'm like, if I ever watched that movie in VR, I would shit myself to death and die. Like, <laughs> it, would, it would be way too much to do because um, that movie is so scary to me. Um, so, yeah, those are mine. It's creepy. It's really creepy. It's good shit. Good list. I'm yeah. Gonna have to, those sound good. I'm going to watch them. Yeah, I think The Fields is widely available on lots of, like, I think it's on Shutter. I'm not sure. But I, I of all of those, I'd say The Fields is, like, the sweetest and kind of the most unexpected gem. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. There's so many gems. This is like my, I mean, it was always a highlight of Final Girl is being like, check out this movie. And yeah. Getting to recommend something that maybe people haven't seen. And then hopefully they see it and they're like, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember when you posted about Messiah of Evil and yeah. I saw, I saw those screenshots and I was like, I'm going to rent this. And then I watched it and I said, yeah, man. <laughs> and I love that movie. Yeah, man. It's like the best part about, you know, being in like the online horror community is when somebody's like, this is a gem. Check it out. Yeah. So that's what we're doing here. And I feel good about it. (laughs) (laughs) You should watch Messiah of Evil. I still tell people to watch Messiah of motherfucking evil. It's such a good movie. It's so good. It's gorgeous. It's perfect. It's haunting as all hell. It's it's the definition of eerie. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, one movie that we've talked about on this show that, but still, people haven't seen it. Maybe it's still not widely available, but I still have to give a shout out to a little something called Thelma. Yes. Oh, it's still lesser known. It's still lesser known. Uh, watch Thelma, man. It is a Thelma. It is a tragedy, yeah, that it's not widely seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, A film called Triangle from (gasps) late two thousands with Melissa Motherfucking George. National treasure. National treasure. Um, Triangle's really great. Uh, A bunch of people get stranded on an empty cruise ship, but is it empty? There's someone on the cruise ship who's stalking them. So it's kind of a slasher. Uh, kind of a weird mind fuck of a movie, very creepy, and Melissa George. So, um, it's also profoundly fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's really fucked up. And Christopher Smith, who is like an awesome horror filmmaker. Yeah, yeah, but people haven't really seen Triangle, but it's pretty widely available now. So, go watch it, man. Yeah, when Jason and I first started dating, he made me watch that movie immediately because it was like his favorite at the time. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, I don't know how you feel about this film. I believe you've seen it. The Slayer, nineteen eighty-two. <gasps> I love The Slayer. I it almost went on. It the... almost went on my list. Yeah, The Slayer is fucking great. Um, that was another one that was really hard to come by, but it got a Blu-ray release like a year or two ago. And you owe it to yourself to check it out. Um, it's very, it's pretty slow. It's very slowly paced, but it's sort of... Perfect. <laughs> it's, well, it's perfect. But it's also very uh, in the vein of A Nightmare on Elm Street. A woman is kind of terrorized by something or someone in her dreams. And she's afraid that this being, maniac, whatever you want to call it, is going to 
come out into the real world and come after her. It is atmospheric. It is scary. Uh, I love the fucking Slayer. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. And it's definitely lesser known and not seen as widely as it should be. That's one sure. of those ones where, like, I think it was, like, last year or two years ago. I, I think it was when the Blu-ray came out. We just got it because Jason had seen it and he loved it. And when the second I finished watching it, it was one of those where I'm like, how have I never seen this? This movie is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so good. Yeah, it's great. It's great. The Slayer. Uh, another one. Don't. There was a remake of this film, I believe. I don't know. I feel like it was called Nature's Grave or some shit with, I think, Jim Caviezel. I haven't seen that. I cannot vouch for that. But the original 1978 Australian film, Long Weekend. Hmm. Uh, uh, where a couple, a married couple who kind of hate each other, go off for a weekend out into the woods by themselves. And they... <laughs> That there always are, works out. That always works out really well uh, to like a nature preserve. And they're just really, it's, it seems like it's going to be an animals attack movie. And it kind of is, but it kind of isn't. It has some serious Blair Witch vibes to it. Oh. Uh, yeah. It, you could argue that it's one of, more one of those that's like creepy drama with some horror stuff thrown in. I think it's a gem, and very few people have seen it. Uh, it down on like a blue, yeah, it's gotten a Blu-ray release and all that. It's really creepy. It's a very slow burn, but there's a lot of good shit in it. So is there like is it a killer kangaroo? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, killer kangaroos and box jellyfish. And, yeah, <laughs> uh, spiders, everything you know. Spiders that scream as they run at you. Yeah. So long weekend. Oh, um, I need to see it. Yeah, it's really really good. Um, some newer stuff. There's a film, I think it's on Shudder now or Netflix. That's where I saw it on Netflix first. It's called The Canal. Yeah. From like, I like that little movie where a man's wife goes missing and he's not, he thinks he saw, she was having an affair. He thinks he saw someone push her into the canal. The police suspect the husband. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of uh, is a little derivative in a sense like there's some stuff that's very reminiscent of other horror films but i think it works really well and it's pretty creepy oh wait have i seen the canal when did this come out did i oh wait i'm thinking like, maybe the what, 2011 the i think yeah. am i thinking the tunnel no this guy's a film archivist and he finds a film where someone was murdered in their house at like the turn of the century or some shit and then his wife goes missing and it's oh just, it's really maybe it's i really, haven't seen this it's creepy. It's a creepy little film. I really like it. Oh, nice. Yeah. And one last one that I also saw on Netflix, The Shrine, which is like such a generic title. And it's not perfect. It's got some dodgy effects in it. But it's like some American tourists have gone missing in Poland, I think, like backcountry Poland. And there's an intrepid reporter who wants to get to the bottom of the scoop. And her editor is like, no, do a story about bees. And she's like, "Ugh, bees. <laughs> and so she decides to go and do this story on her own. And she takes her boyfriend and an assistant and they go into like the woods of Poland and try to find out <gasps> what's going on. And it is genuinely scary. You think you know what's happening and you don't. And the the filmmakers made a really great decision, which is when people speak in Polish, there are no subtitles. Oh, that's so it's it's very real. 
Yeah, it's <laughs> like very when you're real. lost in Poland and you don't speak the language. Yeah, and so the characters are lost and you're lost, and so you have no idea what's going on. And they're like, "Don't go in the woods." And the woods are really fucking scary. It's creepy Wait, as fuck. Is that the one with the statue? Yep. And oh, and um, uh, uh Iceman his brother yes. his twin brother <laughs> yeah. and the whole time yeah. i was like oh it's it's what's his name from the ruins and x-men and then it turns out it was his twin brother <laughs> and i was like what yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah the one. yeah that one was that's messed a, up yeah that's a that's a fun little gem of a movie yeah so yeah it's been a long time since i saw that when it first came out i think and i totally forgot about that yeah it's it's people who saw it forgot about it and not many people saw it but it's 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 a good time yeah, I remember that. Oh, that fucking statue. Ugh. Yeah. Yep. So there you oh. go. There's a little there's a little list for you. Yeah. I would have put one dark night on it, but I assume uh, you know. Huh. Assume. It's almost as if we went theme. Yeah. <laughs> that matched up nicely. Yeah. Oh, and another one that I want to do on this show, and I don't think you've seen it, is Night Warning. AKA Butcher Baker Nightmaker. This has been at the top of my list since I started doing queer horror. Um, I have always. We need to bump it up. We need to bump it up and do it. And it's like only available on YouTube, right? Uh, Uh, I think so. I have the VHS, so probably. And Susan Tyrrell. Yeah. Who is the closest thing that has ever existed to sheer perfection. She is unfucking hinged in this movie. Oh, like, I love her. If this is the only Susan Terrell movie you've ever seen, that's fine because she's just amazing in this. Slash I mean, she's she always gives it her all. She is everything. Yeah, it's great, and we really need to do an episode on it. And, bump and it. a lot of like problematic gay shit, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. So. There you go, people. Everybody oh. has stuff to watch, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Not just it's not just me, you assholes. <laughs> and furthermore, I knew Sunset Boulevard was a musical, okay? I didn't I was <laughs> I know things sometimes. <laughs> I like that you get defensive over Sunset Boulevard and I get defensive <laughs> over I'm not an elderly pervert <laughs> you know we have priorities okay we and have priorities yeah that our well, images matter oh my image definitely matters you're like Dorian Gray mirror image. <laughs> Man, this pod- this podcast is either the best or the worst decision I've ever made. I haven't figured it out. It's, that's no statement on you. I I'm purely, leaning towards best. <laughs> I'm talking purely for me and, you know, me and my boner. Uh, <laughs> I mean, as a Stacey Ponder vanity project, it might not be the best, but... <laughs> No, no, I'm going to say it is. I'm going to say it is. Because we learned so much about her. We learned, she's, she turns out she's just like us. Um, she, she just has certain tastes. (laughs) (laughs) I just like people not knowing anything. And so I don't know why sometimes this show turns into a confessional. Oh, 
Yeah, that is true where you're like, please, please nobody interact with me or know anything about me. Um, simultaneously, here are the innermost secrets of my life from <laughs> this point, yeah. this point, and this point. <laughs> yeah. Like, make up your mind, bitch. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but you know, that's the thing, because and that's that, you know, like you say on Final Girl, you're like the wind. I always remind you of this. And this is true. The second you think you know Stacy, after we hear all of these confessions and we find out how she feels about toast and eggs and and, and Meg Tilly, <laughs> the second the second you think we have you, you know you think you have her pinpointed, um, the wind blows a whole new direction, and then it's that's true. It's like Judith Butler said about the only ethical way to to render someone is to point to your failure to be able to capture them. That's you. You are oh. impossible to capture because you are the wind, Stacy. Oh wow! Thanks. Yeah, that was my thesis. I just wrote it. That's it. <laughs> you can write my biography. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be very exciting. Trust me. <laughs> here's a chapter on toast yeah it's just it's 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 like the molar report it's mostly redacted um (laughs) but every now and then you see toast eggs tilly (laughs) mistress Um, loretta there's just um, little bits revealed here and there but it keeps you know it keeps the people thirsty for more you know they want to they want to solve more of the mystery yeah, yeah, yeah I think everyone has been quenched the fuck up and they're just like, no, I'm good. Oh, no. Like, that's, 32... just, that's just what I imagine. When I'm editing this show and I have to listen to myself, you know, and I'm just like, it was so much better when you just wrote some things down on a fucking website that no one read, you know? Uh-huh. And people could yeah. imagine whatever they wanted to imagine. And now there's a face to the imagination. I mean, a voice. Yeah, a because voice. we are on camera. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> there's a voice to the imagination. <laughs> and it's, you know, unfiltered. Uh, no editing. Well, I mean, there is editing. I just said I edit it. But I just let it go, you know. Oh, man. Well... If you enjoyed today's show, please <laughs> rate and review us across all media. You can tell us, chart your own, what, 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 uh, like solve the mystery toast of journey of the of the toast journey. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego, aka Stacy Ponder? Help us solve the mystery. Rate and review, and and leave your evidence and what you've learned um, along the way. And together, we can solve the mystery. Wow. That's exciting. See, it can be fun. <laughs> you know, I love mysteries. You throw in a Dakota ring and like a Dakota am... ring. Oh, I love Dakota Johnson. Uh, okay. Yes. But Superior. I know. I told you that. I don't know why you're acting so surprised. I told you that. I know. But then I forget things because I smoke weed, Stacey. That's true. And then I forget things like Dakota Johnson, our perfect queen, is dating Chris Martin. Ugh. I mean. That said, mm-hmm. like, she was hanging out with Gwyneth, though. So I like that. I like Gwyneth. Everyone hates her. I like Gwyneth. I don't, I wouldn't mind her if she wasn't just so clue. Like, I, I don't know. She's oh, I just... love how pretentious she is. <laughs> 
But then she gets people to do bad things. And granted, women, uh, people, people with vaginas should know that, like, shoving a bulb of garlic in there. I mean, if that's how you get your jollies, who am I to judge? Right. But if you're doing it for health reasons, that's not a healthy... Like, even, like, middle-aged witches weren't doing that. You know, you could be like... Oh, I've got a pain in me down blows. No one has ever said, put some garlic in it. Hey, Sister Alice, shove a leaf of garlic up here. <laughs> yeah, it's not a loaf of bread. You know what I mean? No. It's It does not need garlic added. It does not need <laughs> rocks. <laughs> like, it doesn't... Okay need rocks put in it it doesn't need i mean what again if this is what you like to do then do it but that's true yeah there's something yeah 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 i don't yeah okay yeah yeah maybe she isn't the influencer we need maybe she didn't deserve the oscar for shakespeare in love because i'm gonna tell you she didn't um no but i i like something about her i just don't know what it is yet and maybe it's that she hangs out with dakota johnson i like that she hangs out with dakota johnson yeah, no, I, I feel you. I want to like her, but then she does these stupid things, and I she makes no. it hard. Yeah, not Jenny, not Jenny really McCarthy level stupid. No, 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 no. Who I would no. love to like again. I wish that she I would, could redeem I herself. Would, I would think that someone shoving garlic in their cooch is really just going to hurt them, whereas anti-vax is a whole other thing that endangers all of us. Yeah, and now LA is in the middle of an e- measles outbreak. If me putting garlic in my twat and going for a stroll was like releasing some cloud of toxic fumes that would endanger the public, that's another issue entirely. Okay, Stacy, we have a screenplay. <laughs> we have a story. Yeah. Quick. I mean, I mean, it's your right to put whatever you want to put in there in there. No. I'm not here to narc <laughs> on you. Anyway. Once again, if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review. <laughs> I gotta push stop. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured yet informative. I know, right? Uh, Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my god! god. Oh Oh my my god! God. Tune in next time for more game!